Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. Today's episode is extra special. We have produced this episode for the Women on Tap Festival, and it is called The Pub That Didn't Exist. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Yeah, so this is an exciting episode today. Um, re- really, really exciting. I think this is the first that we've ever kind of done something like this uh, before. So what is it you might be asking? So um, we have a submission. This episode is a submission, as Joanne already said in our intro, to the Women on Tap Festival. So Women on Tap, CIC, I think it's Community Interest Company. Um, so they are sort of a... Uh, a, a group for lack of a better way to sort of <laughs> explain it that's um holds lots of you know holds the women on tap festival every year does a lot of things to promote equality and tackling equality really uh in the beer space and the stigmas around beer and and what they do is really to try to empower women in the beer industry um or with an interest in beer so what actually how this actually came about I think it's worth actually saying how this came about is um I hadn't actually I I didn't know much about you know women on tap prior to uh this submission um and reading up on them and stuff is actually really really interesting so um it was flagged to my attention by a friend Donna um so hi Donna Donna. Donna. um and she was like this would be perfect for you Uh, what she meant to send me was a link to um some roles that were going and she was saying it might be really difficult for you to do this sort of with your current full-time job but like it's worth looking at if you want to get into beer like there's a lot of good people that have come up through women on tap and um she sent me that link but what she didn't realize is the link she actually sent was to a submission uh for for pieces for they've had to go virtual this year for obvious reasons I think we're all aware we've all we've had our discussions re virtual events and everything else like that um so they were looking for these submissions and and they had four or five four I think it is um themes where it was uh like equality equality and diversity um women in lockdown what is a pub and beer more than just a drink? Um, so I was thinking, um, since we've been having these chats in the, you know, we've promoted before your your group, the um, yep. Women's Pint Club group, and told people they should join it. And I thought, you know, this would be perfect. It fits into so much uh, this this topic that we're going to be discussing today, which I will get to in a minute. Um, it does fit into all these different brackets. So I thought, why don't? We focus it on our virtual pub sessions that we have on women on women's pint club and just the community that we've built in a time where the pub sort of not that it doesn't exist but it's just it ground to a, a halt uh, all one day and we had to adjust with it and I think we built a community around it where some people you know felt like they were missing that from from their lives and um, so we basically I wrote this mission we got selected as um, one of a few. Uh, really interesting pieces uh, so uh, it's an honor I think Definitely. for us to have this I mean I'm really like I feel it's a huge honor thank you so much for selecting us for this we hope this episode <laughs> lives up to uh, expectations we're a bit tired today we're not on the beers I'm on the coffee um, on the water. 
we recorded last night on the beer mile it was a late night um it was a it was a long late night um and yeah so that's that's where we went through so before we sort of get into the actual breakdown of what we've done this is all centered around your women's pint club so joe do you want to sort of tell us about how you formed women's pint club and how it's sort of expanded out to where it is now because i don't think we've ever gotten gone into detail about it before yeah, I think I think we've mentioned it, but um, so back in 2019, I'd started my beer Instagram, A Woman's Brew, probably, I think, Christmas of 2018. Um, and then I'd been doing it for about a year and I'd been to festivals and I'd done all of this stuff. And like down in Kent, we've got all your traditional real ale stuff. There's a bit of craft, like there's more coming now. Um, but I would go to these events and as a woman, people were just, you know, you'd get the, you'd get ignored at the bar and you try and talk to people about beer and they'd look at you like you're a crazy person because, you know, how, how can a woman know about beer? <laughs> um, and I was just like, there must be other women that drink beer. Like I've, I, I see the odd woman, you know, there must be a group of us that would like to do this more but don't feel that they can go do it on their own or, you know, need a little bit of support to get out there and get into the pubs and the bars. What can I do about that? So I'd seen Julie O'Grady's um, ladies that beer up in Liverpool. And I was like, oh, and I'd looked around to see if there was anything like that down here. And there wasn't. So I was just like, well, what could I start it? And so, you know, I messaged Julie and was just like, how, like, how did you start that? Like, what tips can you give me to start it? And uh, her advice was, just do it like just put it out there just get like you know start a Facebook group start some way of communicating with people and say this is what we're doing we're going to meet at this place at this time turn up so I went on meetup um and I set up women's pint club um I think at the time I, it was just called like women's beer group <laughs> and, uh, Fair. You know, I was just like women's beer group we're going to meet at, and I, I had a quick message to a few bars and was just like like if we come if I bring like a group of, I don't know how many it's going to be. If I just say a group of women are going to meet up here, is that cool? And um, the Pegasus Tap Room, uh, it's like a bar in Gin Palace. Oh, <laughs> I, I like, like that, a palace. Right, Gin Palace. I was like, you know, this is, and they do, they've got some great craft beer on all the time. Um, I was like, if I had just have these women turn up here, is that cool? And they were like, yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, put it out there on Meetup. I invited a couple of my my personal friends who I knew drank beer, just so I knew that there'd be someone other than me there. And <laughs> And um, just put it out there and was just like, if you want to drink beer, we're going to be a group of women getting together to drink beer. Come join us. Um, and join us. <laughs> come join us. That's literally my catchphrase. Come join us. And they did. And um, my friend Louise, who is we, we record with later on in this episode, was one of the first people to turn up. Um, a couple of people from work came. Like we ended up with like a group of about um, eight of us, I think like seven or eight of us um and it was all just people that had just seen it on meetup and went you know what I'm gonna go and like there was one lady who was just because it was in Canterbury so there was the universities and stuff there was one lady who was over from Norway I think and she was just like oh, I'm just working on I'm working on um my degree here and I don't really know anybody and I like beer so I thought I'd come and chat to some people and like, it was a really lovely diverse group of women and then we we just carried on meeting. Like I think the most we've had was twelve women came at one point, and like we kind of fluctuated. Like sometimes people can't make it, 
and we'd like but there's a like a little core group of us that always meet up then Lou came up with me to the um International Women's Collaboration Brew Day at Wildcard in March 2020 like right at the beginning of March and we'd just done that um and then lockdown happened Mm -hmm. and we were like oh we can't do any of our regular meetups what are we going to do so we started doing zoom meetups but I think people were finding that difficult so it ended up just being about three of us meeting up on zoom so then it was just kind of like a friends group (laughs) just having a zoom and a beer on a Sunday afternoon um and then I met you uh, and a couple of and some other women like in in the beer groups because then we kind of you're talking to people about beer transferred to online so I joined some more um Facebook beer groups and talked to some people on on Instagram and I was just like Do you know what I feel like I feel like we need to expand this out more than just the local area group and I kind of wanted it to be that way but it I'd not really had the opportunity to advertise it to more people or or people weren't joining groups like that at the time because they could go to the pub and meet people yeah so um I put I put it out there on um Craft Beer UK which is the beer group that we met in and quite a few people joined um and then I'd met Carrie Oakley through the Brewdog podcast um uh we like I just met her because she commented on lots of things and then one day we shared recipes <laughs> and that was it then it was just like okay well, well we're friends now <laughs> like, I was like okay cool like I've literally just seen that she'd commented on some brew dog stuff and then that's how we ended up chatting. He- hearing her talk on it was just really funny like I just kept yeah. seeing you places and I kept yeah. like fi- like see- virtually seeing you places yeah. in like the brew dog pub and the virtual yeah. pub and stuff and then she's just like I just kept finding you just messaging her and like we just were friends and I was like yeah, yeah it's like you just you put your set in mind to it you're like we're gonna be friends yeah and you just made it happen <laughs> yeah I made it happen and then so I was like what what other people do I know online that are women that like beer Carrie's one of those people Carrie was then instrumental in inviting loads of American ladies who like now we've got friends and we talk we, we had a lovely chat with our American members um which you'll get to hear and like that it's re- it was really interesting to me how they all ended up joining because I got Carrie to join <laughs> and then yeah. that spread out further it was like how did you find about it and everyone yeah. was like well Carrie <laughs> and I think my favorite part about that is you know Brett her, you know her partner is right, a so I news do, podcast with I, you yeah and I it's do not the even that she got podcast. invited from you <laughs> no I do the Brewdog news podcast with Doug I knew of Brett but hadn't actually spoken to her or chatted with her or anything and then so Carrie jo- uh, got her to join and now I'm f- more friends with Brett <laughs> because I probably wouldn't have chatted to her the way that I do now if she hadn't have joined Women's Pint Club so but I think I'm really proud that I was really proud of Women's Pint Club as a group that we'd managed to get together and there are women in that group who are local to me now who are my friends who wouldn't have been if I hadn't have started Women's Pint Club. And yeah. we've supported each other through various different things. Um, and then when we opened it up and we now have all these, there are women now, there's you, um, there's, you know, Lisa, we'll give shout outs to Lisa and Hayley and our, yeah. our other Lisa and to the, like the American ladies, to Pam, to Brett, Carrie, um, Cheryl, like, throw in all of those like we wouldn't be friends if it hadn't been for this space that I 
<laughs> and I don't you like saying me no, because no, I'm just but like, oh, it's, I feel it's, it's we did true. it all together. No, but, but it's I started that. You started it because yeah. I remember like when we first met. Uh, and know, Rachel we were chatting we oh there's there's so I feel like we're gonna get like don't at us because at the, we're tired it, it was a long <laughs> night I'm trying to like just think there's so many people that yeah we are just yeah um a lot of them you're gonna hear about in the next bit so um but yeah I, I remember when we first started chatting as well and I was saying like and you were telling me about women's pint club and I was like I'm so jealous because like I wish I had something like that local to me so that I can meet like women that also drink beer around me and and being like oh I wish I was like nearby to you guys and and say you know I've got Helen who's up in Leeds and, and yeah. Helen and Donna up in Leeds and, and it's like oh it's so frustrating because I've made all these the, the great thing about lockdown is it made it so that I had to go to this virtual space and that was great because I got to meet so many people I would have never, literally never have met. And I've experienced things I probably wouldn't have if I, you know, hadn't gone to these beer groups because of lockdown and, you know, found this community. Yeah. Um, but the frustrating thing is like, then it was like, oh, everyone lives. It's like, all these people away. that I get along right. with so well. Yeah. They all live so far away that it's not just a quick like, oh, just I mean, you're like a two-hour drive that's not so bad yeah. but when it comes to it being a hobby of drinking it's not like I can just nip over to yours have some drinks and get home yeah. like it's really it would be yeah. really difficult to do that um so it's just meeting all these amazing people in this community and I just remember mentioning to you like oh I'm really jealous of it and then like you're like so I'm just yeah I'll just you could just join if you yeah, want I'm like, to just join. I was like, like I'll just, okay I've been thinking about it I've been thinking about opening it up to other people so why don't you just join let's just invite other people and we did and so we that that pub space that was no longer available to us we created online we created the pub that didn't exist and in that space in this episode today you are going to hear about from not just from us but from the other women that I like I, I really want to showcase their voices as well their experiences throughout this situation um and how that like their thoughts on the pub the physical pub and on a vir- our virtual pubs and that space um and just see what that means to them and we like as women often we don't like be- people don't think that the pub is for us but we've made it for us and we want to share those people's thoughts with you in this episode today yeah, I think I think it's really quite crucial as well to say that it's, you know, we're highlighting this as, you know, the virtual part. I, I think, as I, as I said at the beginning, it kind of touched on all those things. It's it's diversity because we have people that identify in all different types of ways. And, yep. you know, they all across the spectrum. It's really, really great. Um, it, it's we, we met over beer, but it's become so much more than beer. So it's like yeah. beer more than just more than just a drink, um, you know the obvious what is a pub I mean for me it's I think I've said this in the recording as well whether or not it makes it I don't know but for me it's it's not just the zoom chats it's the Facebook pages it's the side discord chats that we have when we watch you know virtual events it's it's the chat that we just have together uh, as well as the zoom chats like it is so it's it's across social media it's the Instagram it's it's all of that it's the community it's the community community that we have built I do I, a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago I sat there to Gordon and I went to my to my husband um I went I did that <laughs> and I was just like oh my god I I did that 
<laughs> yeah it, and, it and it's really great. happy and and I think that's it like there's there's people that I think you know I spoke to on Instagram and then I was like you know talking about the the women's pint club and they were like yeah. what's that and I was like well join the Facebook group so it's yeah. like you know you started this community and then we've all just sort of promoted made more people get on board and it's just become this across platform yeah. community of people of of female identifying people that all enjoy drinking beer and coming together over beer and, and that to me is that and, and then obviously the obvious one about you know women in lockdown I mean that it touches that one as well because yeah. we all did this over lockdown I mean it's just been I think for me it's been so amazing because it's it's brought me a community that I didn't even on those beer pages it's brought me a community that I didn't have on those pages like there was all we're all talking about um beer on those pages and everything else and like you do interact with other women on those pages and it's not that I'm saying I can only interact with women when it comes to beer but I always just found that a safer space where I felt like I could sound off and not be judged for it or have somebody say well I've never seen that happen therefore it doesn't yeah that must not happen or like try to invalidate your experience at all yeah. like it was just a, a space that I felt I could go and I could say whatever and it I just wouldn't be judged whereas a lot of the Facebook groups I mean it's not and we talk we talk men or anything like that it's the other groups they just I didn't feel that I could just do that and we talk about more than beer like that's what gets us started but we have discussed our like our problems and our issues and (laughs) the funny things we've seen that week um you know and and I think we always try and make it really inclusive. Like there are a couple of in jokes <laughs> that you may hear throughout this episode. Um, yeah. Whenever we've got a new person, whatever you allowed, yeah, whatever I'm allowed to leave in. But we always make sure that people were like, "Oh, oh, you're a new person. We're going to tell you what that means." Like, yeah, we're not having any of this. Oh, ha ha ha! This yeah. is our this is our secret joke. You're going to know why we think that's why a pie sandwich is really funny oh god uh, double carbs <laughs> double carbs you'll eat mash uh, will, you would eat a, mash, a sausage and mash sandwich yeah it's a bit different though isn't it it's still double carbs <laughs> it's a different kind of double carb Whatever. but yeah I, I think I, I think you're right like it's the we explain the in jokes nobody we don't want anyone to feel like an outsider and and I think um I mentioned it at one point that we recorded as well that you know normally on these zoom chats you can't have that same experience that you can get in a pub where you can have small like mini chats and stuff yeah um, but I found that actually our group has been able to really do that and to have the side chats yeah. like you can't people watch that's the one thing that you can't really replicate um in the virtual space but even having the side chats like you know people will be having a conversation one way and then other people be having a conversation via the chat function and it, it really like it's the only space that I found that I've ever been able to have that experience yeah and because we don't care like we're like oh if those two, those two are having a little conversation over here we're having our little conversation over there so and so and so and so are chatting in a chatting in the chat um you know and then then someone will be like oh you oh you're talking about that I'm gonna jump oh, I want to talk you. about that and, yeah yeah and it doesn't like we're not like you need to come back and listen to what this person's saying like we're all we're quite happy for it to be it's organized chaos organized chaos that should should be like the strap line for this like the pub that didn't exist organized organized chaos chaos. 
such a big important thing especially with everything that's like unfolded over the last few weeks and everything it's been such a safe and comfortable space for everybody to be able to have conversations that maybe you just don't feel comfortable having in a wider a wider space where there's more people involved and it's just we've created this community that you started has just been it's meant a lot to me for sure and I'm sure it's meant a lot to other people as well and I think we might sort of talk about um the physical pub maybe a lot more at some points than we do the virtual side of things but I think that's because it is so much more than just the zoom chats this this pub that we've created um I've got a question for you actually yeah um would you consider having it go back to a local only club now that you've had it open up to the wider community because I can't imagine that I can't do that I can't do that like I can't imagine going okay right well we're only going to meet up locally like sorry Pam sorry sorry Brett and Carrie and and Cheryl like we're not going to talk to you anymore or you can only post in the group like we've definitely talked about how we we, we're going to do meetups we can do meetups around the country um you know I will I will give women's pint club as a name <laughs> to other places if other people want to get into little groups as well we can do little chapters around the country in america we'll, we, i mean i think there needs to be a women's pint club usa don't you think oh definitely <laughs> and, uh, and then we will balance i think we do need to balance it with sometimes like you know maybe every other month we'll do a virtual meetup but virtual events aren't going away and no. so we can do i think we can be blended i think i think we i i can certainly speak for myself and I I'm, I think I can speak for you as well when I say that we have 100% made friends for life like Definitely. I can't yeah, imagine like I wouldn't have known some of these most of these people probably all of these people um had I not joined this group or you know had it not been for COVID um but I can't imagine my life without them now yeah because it's just <laughs> weird yeah. like it was weird it was weird going out um recording and like not having Lisa and Haley there yeah. like it, it just felt like it, it it felt weird like having these conversations and like you just wanted to we the way we broke it down as we broke it down we had a conversation with um, the Americans a few of the Americans separately because we wanted to their experience we know is going to be vastly different to our experience of COVID and everything else like that so we wanted to capture that we had a separate conversation with um, Rachel because she wanted to be involved and and she couldn't come to London we had um, a conversation with Charlotte and Louise myself and you um and and that was that was really good because those are the people that could go out. Um, I think originally we wanted to get everybody together, but the problem is not everybody could. The logistics of it, what we are able to do under the current circumstances still, we're not yet at that point where we can all just get together again in a pub. Um, so we we did brew on International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, um, where I brewed for everyone, um, a jam donut, stout, um, that they selected selected the flavors and the ingredients and the name of uh, which is um beer is our jam but we're going to save that until more of us can get together and so we can drink it all all together and i think that is going to be a really special day when we get to do that yeah for sure and and yeah so it it just it felt weird having everyone broken down into these smaller groups because it was like you're so used to having the organized together everyone together and shouting over and and everything else and I was like oh my god like these are smaller groups like (laughs) it just felt it felt it was good but it felt so weird to like not have everybody together and so I just can't imagine having a space where like we just don't do that anymore yeah um but yeah I think 
well done joe thank you for the community oh, that you've you. built um yes i still don't feel like it was me i feel like it was a collaborative effort but i'm glad that i started it you definitely <laughs> you definitely at, at a minimum you started yeah. it and you got the ball really rolling yeah. i saw a space and i filled it i i built our table so that we could get to it <laughs> i was like we need our own table here it is we're now going to go off and we, you're, I'm going to cut in. We're going to talk to, we're going to talk to our American ladies. Then we're going to talk to, um, we're going to do another virtual chat with Rachel. And then you'll hear our actual in-person get together on the beer mile. And um, we hope that you enjoy it. Yes. So Pam said that she's drinking her beer. But tell us what your beer is, because I think we may have throughout <laughs> like this situation. Right. And I think we actually peer pressured you into start brewing as part of this process. So I think that's important <laughs> to start like that. We were just like, go on, go on, Pam, do some brewing. So I wouldn't call it peer pressure. Okay, I would good. call it inspiration. <laughs> inspired I like that. Me. We inspired you to start brewing. Yes. Yeah, that's way better. That's much better. So, yeah. So as many of you know, my husband has been brewing for gosh, 12 years now, a home brewing and he's done the box kits and then he started doing his own and it's a whole process, but meeting you ladies and being part of our virtual pub. Um, it was nice to know that like other women were able to like were brewing and doing home brews. So I was like, you know what? I could totally do that. And my husband supported me and was like, yes, I have all these extra hops laying around and from our, our other beers and go ahead. You can just kind of do like whatever, a hodgepodge, whatever you want to make, like a pale ale. Mm-hmm. So from all of that at our, one of our <laughs> uh, virtual pub it, things, we were just like, yeah, we're going to come up with this. And it went from like, like a junk drawer. <laughs> and then like, I thought you the said the junk. And then, and yeah, then I thought you said drunk drawer. <laughs> and you're like, well, that, works as well. that is amazing. Yep. Yes. And so, yeah, and then it had a couple of other names, but in yep. the end, it is Drunk Drawer Pale Ale, which is a nice sessionable uh, uh, pale ale, and it comes in at about 4%. So it's Amazing. very light and tasty and very mild. And we all need to come to yours and drink it. <laughs> you, yeah, we all need to come over to yours and drink it. Are you going to brew again? Yes. 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 See, this is this is the power of mm-hmm. women getting together in in the pub in a virtual pub we inspire each other and we encourage each other and this is exactly why we got this group together i'm quite interested so i think a lot of you are probably members of the women's pint club club group or knew each other before i found or before joanne opened it up to sort of the wider uk base and i came in so i'm just really interested to hear how like each if you guys can each take a turn saying how you guys found women's pint club i think that would be quite interesting because obviously given you're an ocean away (laughs) how did you guys stumble upon women's pint club a uk based pint group kerry go first (laughs) so i I invited you you first of that She, Joe's responsible for me, yeah. and I think I'm responsible for, for at least Brett and Pam because I'm sitting there going, okay, Joe invited me, and I'm like, wait, I don't want to be the only U.S. person yeah. here. I think there are a lot of people that have been added by Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> which is absolutely fun. And it just becomes an well, even bigger, more yeah, diverse group of people, yeah. which is great. Interesting. That's the one part thing I love about social media, and I love about virtual things like this. So, so basically, so Joe, you invited Carrie, and then Carrie, you say Brett, you were invited... 
by Kerry and Pam was invited by Kerry. Yep. I got the invitation from Kerry um, and I recognize Joanne's name. Uh, Doug, my partner, is on the podcast. And so he's he knows everybody. Um, and uh, so I thought, well, this will be fun. And I joined the first time and was just, yeah, very, very comfortable, very easy, um, good conversation. And, you know, honestly, we're talking about retiring in the UK. Um, so I'm loving the, the opportunity to meet more people over there and find out more about your culture and, and how your lives are. Um, and so for me, it's it's been a wonderful experience. I haven't joined often, but um, I really enjoy it when I do. So Cheryl, how did you how did you find it? So obviously, Pam, you got invited by Carrie. Cheryl, how did you find out about the group? Yeah, so I had no clue what was going on. But Pam and I are both occupational therapists, and um, we both belong to the Central Ohio Board of the Ohio OT Association. And we love beer. And so we're always talking about beer. And one day she said, I need to invite you to join the Women's Pie Club. And I'm like, sure. So when I got on that time and Pam hadn't joined because she was going to be late, I was, it was a little, I don't want to say intimidating, but I was, I just didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And right away, y'all were just so awesome. I mean, it was got on, everybody's like, hey, and, and just brought me right in. And I think, you know, when we're talking about like, like a regular, when we go to pubs and or bars and things here, people are in their own groups and they don't necessarily open up. And even if you are a new person, you're not always sitting with everyone. You're kind of sitting out to the side. And so here you're right in the mix of it. it it's wonderful. And I had so much fun. And my husband was just sitting here laughing the whole time. He's like, you don't even know those people, but you're talking to them. And it was, it's, I absolutely loved it. So yeah, I kind of got in on the way back end, but now I'm right in front. So thank you. Yay. No, it was, it was I know, Cheryl texted me. I was like, I'm on my way. Up. She's like, these people are great. I was like, I knew you would love them. They're I love awesome. it. And I think what's so great good. is like, That's Pam, awesome. you are such a legend, Pam, because yeah. you'll be like, you'll Pam. be like texting, like, I'm on my way home from work. Like, I'll be there as soon as I can. <laughs> Pam's on the way. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the TV show in the 80s, Cheers. I know in the u.s we have but yep. uh it's yeah. like when you would walk in the bar and be like no <laughs> i always feel like that when i come in yeah it's like pam like, comes in the group and it's pam <laughs> lisa lisa has her own welcome yeah i love it i love that we've got everyone and we're accommodating to everyone and very eclectic yeah and we can just share it and that it was during that time we managed to meet new people and make friendships and i think these friendships are gonna last like what do you think about this? I, I would have to say absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we, we, we love the people we have met. Um, and it's, I can't wait to come back and meet more of these folks I've met virtually. Um, I just think it's going to be a lifelong friendship with a lot of you guys. Absolutely. She's right, because it's one of those things that because of, I mean, because a lot of this kind of stuff, like that's how, that's not, I mean, even with like, I, I've never met Cheryl before, but I knew Pam and, and Brett. We even, I'm in Pennsylvania. There, Brett's in Wisconsin. Pam and Cheryl are in Ohio. We have, that's the one thing about locked, like the lockdown time. There's, there's been so many different rules over the whole time. We can't, we can't even go see each other even in our own States. It's like that thing yeah. I've been to, I've been to Columbus Brewdog once and that was August of last year. And mm -hmm. so therefore, and I haven't been back since. Yes, Pennsylvania's 
have have leaned on or lessened a lot of their things and and just in the past couple of weeks we've like lessened mass restrictions they've less i mean it's the in all united states in general has lessened a lot of things so therefore yeah we can keep going but it's for me like today is my fully vaccinated day both my i've gotten both shots and i'm two weeks past it so i'm like yay that's great and that's i feel great because of that. i feel a lot more comfortable trying to go back to places but and before i did too but at the same time it was only those times when i went okay do I know the people? Do I know the situation? Do I know the environment? Do I know all that? And it's like so many questions that I went, oh, I don't, I, I overthink in general in life, but COVID times made me think over that. And sometimes with these virtual things, it made me think overthink too, because I remember my very first time on one of the, the calls was one of those times when I knew Joe and I knew, I forget that Pam wasn't on yet. Pam came after us. I had another another zoom call later that night like at the same time they got double booked and i'm like okay i can start with this for a little bit and have to go and ironically haley was on the entire time i i we did for the forum haley and i've communicated to forum i've never seen what haley looks like didn't know anything about that we even bought her a pride t-shirt in the u.s and brought it over with us in 2019 and left it at the leeds bar or not the leeds bar at york bar for her it's all that kind of stuff we did a whole bunch of and later that day, I, I left. She was on the screen, didn't even realize it was her. Till later, she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I missed you. And I'm like, I had to relook at the picture and go, oh, my word. And then, like, the next time we did it, it took me to the next time to go, oh, yeah, hi. I'm sorry. I'll now formally say hello to you. I'm sorry. But it was one of those moments where it's like, didn't have a name on a thing, didn't associate the name in the face. and went. But because of the virtual thing, I now can actually have a chance to actually have communications with people I wouldn't have done. Just instead of just an online thing, like in the forum, you have online chats. And it's all like, it's almost like the texting things, but now with the faces and then actual verbalization, it's a lot nicer because then you can actually almost have a conversation with people, almost feel like you're right there in their room with them and right in person. So that's a nice thing to have this. And I think, you know, in, when I joined the last time people are in this group in particular are so open and fun. We had our conversations just ran the gamut. I feel like there, you know, people shared things that I don't know that they would normally share with people they don't know very, really well. So when it goes back to being friends, I do feel like, I mean, there are people I care. And I think when we got off last time, there were stuff happening. I think somebody was going back to work and there were, I, I still don't know everybody's names yet, but I know people. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, um, just being able to, to support one another in ways that we, you know, they never might've felt that support from other people. So Oh, yeah. That's so rude because I think the, so the concern, too. the concern you always have is when somebody says, oh, I'm going to invite a friend and you go, okay, like, yeah, invite your friend. That's great. The more the merrier. And then you have this feeling and Joe's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that I felt as well, of like somebody's coming and like, oh, this is really good. This is really good. And then I'm like, oh, we have to make sure that we explain inside jokes. We have to make <laughs> sure like, because you don't want someone to feel left out. So then all yeah. of a sudden someone new joins and then you get into like what rubber ducking is, what all these <laughs> other things are because you're like and then everyone's heard that story about five times but you're like we need to make sure this new <laughs> person, new person hears it because the new we don't want the new person to feel overwhelmed and confused <laughs> and and i think we really hope that people i mean it's not my group i'm saying it like we as in it's my group it's not my group um but it's joe it's joe's group ultimately but i think like i'm always concerned when i join about making sure everybody understands the inside jokes that are there even if they're new to it and and I hope it lands in that way where someone new joins and we can go oh here's here's the joke that someone's just made this yeah. is what it means so they can feel included as well you need to have the virtual FAQ where you yes. the, <laughs> yes. instead, of having, it, instead yeah. of having it written out you just have the video clip 
Yeah, I'll just pop it up. It would be like if anybody ever asks about the dig, here's a list of things that could potentially come up. (laughs) This is what pampas grass means, and this is what pie sandwich means. Yeah, here's what a wig and kebab is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, all the inside jokes that make me. I wasn't even there for the pompous grass story, and I no. keep hearing it all the time. And it makes me laugh because in our neighborhood, we have a walk. We have a. I walk in the neighborhood, and we live in a cemetery. There's pompous grass right outside the cemetery, little thing. And I'm like, every time I walk by, I'm going, I try not to giggle, but I'm going, yep, giggles as it happens. <laughs> I mean, I'm that kidding. is one. If you're going to be in a cemetery, that's the one to go. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, but it wouldn't. End up, but it, sometimes it was one of those things. It's, and I think that's the thing that's neat about virtual things. It gives you an opportunity that even after when you go get a chance to go back, you can still also keep connections with people that you didn't have a chance to be their connections before. I mean, there's so many times for me, in-person things, it takes a little longer even in person to get back comfortable. I mean, even now it's going to be like, we're having USAGM this year. That's making me go, like, okay, I'm excited. And also going, oh, this is going to be weird. What the heck is this going to look like? What's it going to be? Yeah. What's that whole experience going to be like? I mean, there's so much things like that. That's so much like unknown of, Oh, is it going to be just like it used to be? I mean, it's they we just did the they just did the CDC thing said that anybody who's fully vaccinated now doesn't have to wear a mask inside mm-hmm. now. And that's but at the same time, we just got in Pennsylvania. We just got a thing from all the breweries that said, OK, the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board hasn't given us that approval yet. So therefore, you still need to wear your mask in the bars. And people are like some of the people are like, I don't give a crap. I'm going to just do whatever I want to. But it's like it's that we're at the transition time right now with the whole that and the transitions are even worse. I think that's one of the one of the biggest things that's different about the whole U.S. experience of the pandemic um, compared to you guys is that you know we have 50 states and every state has their own rules, and within each state there are individual cities and counties that have different rules from one another. And our our alcohol laws are nuts over here anyway, um, just absolutely nuts. So Wisconsin is heavily controlled by the Liquor Control Board. Um, they're very Republican. They're very, we want people drinking. They, we have the laxest drunk driving laws in the U.S. because of that, because they want everyone out drinking all the time. And it's appalling, quite honestly. Um, but, you know, we have a tremendous amount of alcohol consumption in this state. And so the bars never closed down. They never wow. did. It was, you know, yeah, you can still go and you should probably wear a mask. And here in Dane County, where I live, Dane County said you absolutely need to wear a mask. And there were a tremendous number of bars that said, screw that. And I've been seeing people for a year and a half already, at least a year, posting videos online from local bars that are having concerts with 300 people in this tight space. And and we all, you know, go, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. All these people are going to die. And, but it never got shut down here. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, we have a local bar here in town where we used to go and have a drink and a, get a burger quite regularly. Um, and when the pandemic first started, we were like, we're just going to order our food and carry it out. Because um, we want to support them and keep them in business and, and all that good stuff. But you know, we don't want to be inside the bar anymore. And at one point I went to pick up some food and they weren't bringing it out to cars anymore. You had to go inside the building to get the food. And when I went to pick it up, the entire bar was lined with people who were not wearing masks. The bartender had no mask. The cook in the kitchen had no mask. And I was like, I'm not ordering any food from these people anymore. Mm -hmm. So we have not been back to that bar 
probably for nine months, I've given them no money because they weren't taking it seriously enough for me. And I considered turning them into the county because they were violating our, our county rule. I never did turn them in because they're good people. I know them, but I just wasn't comfortable giving them money anymore. I may never go back to that bar again because it changed my opinion of them. That said, twice, I think twice during the past year, Doug and I got in the car and drove seven hours to Columbus, Ohio, stopping in Indianapolis along the way to go to the Brewdog bars because of the sense of family, because we know and trust the company, because um, we wanted to reconnect with people that we were missing in an environment that we felt was relatively safe. And, you know, you wear your mask and you go in and you sit down at your table and you keep your mask on until they bring you your beer and then you take it off and you sip at your beer and then put your mask back on while you continue to sit there. And it, it felt, I mean, it was, it made me nervous, but at the same time, I was like, I'm taking a conscious chance. I am aware of the risk. I am doing what I can. I get up to go to the bathroom, I put my mask on, go to the bathroom, wash my hands, sanitize like crazy, make sure I'm not sitting too close to anybody. And it was okay to do that. I did not have that sense of ease at any of the local bars. Madison's a big college town. Most of the local bars have lunatic college students who can't follow rules to save their lives. Um, so for me, I, I think there were only four bars we visited in the last year, four pubs, <laughs> if you can call Brudon Columbus yeah. a pub, which I don't <laughs> think you can, um, but four different places that, that we went to during the pandemic. And um, one was the local one that I said no more, two were Brudon bars. Um, and it's just, it's, you guys had the clarity of everything's shut down. We never yeah. had clarity here in Wisconsin. I don't know about the other states, but we didn't hear. It was just make your own decision, do what you feel was safe. And it was very hard to navigate. Pennsylvania was a little bit more, more locked down than that. We had, at back, back in March of last year, we were locked down for an entire month where we shouldn't have gone anywhere. Like literally, and since March of last year till about probably March of this year, almost for an entire year, we had restrictions. Like they're starting to still slowly renew restrictions. I mean, locally for ours, our Allegheny Health, Health um, Department, actually they shut down bars that actually were not doing the restrictions. They literally were policing it in a good way. For us, like we've been to a couple places, but most of the time before like March of this year was the first time we were actually inside a building. And that's been a weird experience. Like we've not been inside because it's like, we go up, we go to a place, we'll go outside, sit outside where it's all clean, fresh air, this kind of stuff you can have a drink. Every state is different, like Brett said, and it's like so much different to go, okay, like if I drive, because Pittsburgh is so close to Ohio, if I drive to Ohio, I can get different restrictions. You get different laws. Us as people need to start making our own decisions, but at the same time, it's also harder as 50 individual states to see what each is gonna be like and what even in counties, like even one half of Pennsylvania is different than the other half of Pennsylvania. Yeah, so when it first initially happened, everything shut down back a year ago in March and like all bars, all restaurants, like the governor just shut everything down. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> schools and everything. Um, so originally then like a lot of the local breweries around us 
got creative and they're like, well, we'll just keep our employees. We'll do delivery free. If you order so much free online, online delivery, we'll deliver to your house. If you're within the Columbus area. So I, I told Jared, I said, I feel like we've single-handedly kept the local microbreweries in business because no oh, yeah. joke, at least in one week, we had three different breweries delivered <laughs> to our house. I took pictures, <laughs> put it in like our COVID scrapbook. But, um, so that was nice that we could, we felt like we were still supporting them and they were able to keep their employees still employed. Um, but then when they started opening back up with like, okay, restaurants can be open, limited seating, spacing, you have to wear masks. Um, a lot of the breweries did that. We still, cause we have, we have younger kids and we're like, no, uh, we just don't feel comfortable doing that. And then over winter, we, my husband and I had a chance to have a date night and we went into a bar saucy. I don't know if you're familiar with some of those. It was a bar. It's closer to campus, Ohio state, the Ohio state university campus. And it was packed packed and nobody was wearing a mask I mean the servers were and like it, I was just like this is there nobody's six feet away there's no partitions there's nothing and I would just it just felt really uncomfortable and I was like we're not going back there uh, I think you know to your point Pam I I think the breweries in the area did a much better job than the bars did correct um, the breweries all kept everybody they, they opened up outside seating. The other thing that was really cool is a lot of our communities have something called Dora now, which is downtown. Uh, outside oh, refreshment outside area. Recreation. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you can get a beer and take it and walk outside okay. and not have to be inside. Mm. And so we, many times, you'd have to go in to get the beer, but we'd go in, get our beer and go outside. And we were outside in 30 degree weather. And <laughs> It didn't matter. We're drinking our winter. But it was a lot of That's, fun. And zero C. Zero C. That's when you need to have a few oh. beers and then, it, yeah. then it's get your beer jacket. Get your beer, we call it the beer jacket in the beer UK. Jacket. I don't know if you call it that over there. But then but then also I think that on the regular we take beers outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have doors. So we've got signs up that says please don't drink on the streets and we're like, all right, love, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. About two months ago, they had you had to buy. You were not allowed to. Or, you had to order your alcohol at the same time as the as the food. And one brewery, the, the Voodoo that we're going to this afternoon, literally they used to serve food during the normal thing. They had a normal kitchen, but during COVID, they lost their employees, and so they they were there like, okay, what are we gonna do? We can do a food truck. So some of the places would do food trucks. They decided no, we're not doing food trucks. Their creative way was okay. They went to the store and bought boxes of little mini boxes of cereal and said, "Okay, you buy one box of cereal and that's a substantial meal. It's your breakfast. So there you go. For a dollar, you get a box of cereal and then you can drink the alcohol sitting here at the thing." I'm like, "Okay, yes, it's the bill, but it's another one of those things that they had to be creative to go. How do we survive this? How do we do this?" it's crazy sometimes. Yeah, Carrie, I don't know if that happened with you, but you know, we had a toilet paper shortage here when Oh yeah. Would, yep. <laughs> oh yeah. So what the what what a lot of the breweries would do is if you would order beer, they'd throw in a, a roll of toilet paper. Oh yeah. And it was awesome. I'm like, I'm going to there just put toilet paper in. This is it. Oh, and you know, screw Costco. Then, but I'm taking it. That's awesome. <laughs> they did that with the hotel and canal. Yeah. They would the get 
Yeah, that's yep. amazing. That is amazing. Because yeah. like, the amount of times that I went to Costco, like to the point that I wasn't even like I wasn't doing what other people were doing, which was like stocking up on toilet. Like I wasn't <laughs> yeah. trying to hoard toilet paper. I was like genuinely. It's an unfortunate time. Where I just need I, this is my paper. normal yeah. Costco yeah. trip. I'd normally <laughs> be buying the jumbo pack of Costco, yeah. and now everybody's out there buying it. I mean, if if you had told me my local breweries would be giving away toilet paper, yep. that's even better because I could justify the purchases even more. <laughs> yeah. Because I'd be like, "We're getting toilet paper. I need to have this on a five o'clock on a Wednesday." Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I I don't want to get deep dark deep down into the politics here at all, but in the Midwest and the flyover country, you know, on on the East and West Coast, I think people were, they tend to be more liberal. They tend to be more willing to take direction from the government. Um, you know, big cities, urban areas, they tend to say, well, if the government says it's good, then that's what we'll do. And they maybe tend to be more educated about science, maybe. Um, the flyover country in the middle of the of the U.S. Um, is very much the Bible Belt. It's very much um, Republican. It's very red country. And I live in a little little liberal enclave in Wisconsin. Um, but there were a tremendous number of people who said, "America's for all about freedom." The Constitution gives us the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and I'm not happy in a mask. But I think the number of people who said, screw that, I'm an American, and I can do what can't I want. Can't tell me what to do. was probably higher in the Midwest and the South and the, the central parts of the countries, maybe, maybe Pacific Northwest a little bit, probably higher there than it was, you know, New York, L.A. kind of areas. But um, but that we we also have the media that blows everything out of proportion. So um, you know everything has to be always clickbait. <laughs> you know? And I have a friend. I actually did a podcast with them about COVID. Um, his family was one of these Southern families that were all about freedom and constitutional rights, and they weren't going to do what the scientists and the elites told them they should do. They scheduled a wedding in, I believe it was in July, which was like, you know, when our peak was shooting up. Yeah. 300 people, wedding in Texas, people flew in from all over the country for this wedding. They lost like six or seven grandparents. They had 40 people come down with hospitalized COVID who attended the wedding. They had a lot of other people who had it that weren't hospitalized, but they didn't, in general, they didn't feel any remorse about it because they were exercising their freedom. Oh, and goodness. they were trusting God to keep them safe from the virus and God works in mysterious ways. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I don't think that was brain, very mysterious. <laughs> My brain can't wrap around what you're thinking. I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. Uh, it just seems so bizarre. Now, now that said, I'm planning a wedding in August and we made sure that we got a location where we can open all the windows and doors and it'll be very spacious. 
um, you know, it's a small space, but with the windows and doors open, there'll be good ventilation. And, and I'm asking everybody I invited, are you vaccinated? Please get your vaccine before you come, please. I have one person I invited who's not going to get his vaccine. And I'm like, well, if it's just one, okay. But, you know, it's, it's a, there's this freedom and independent thing in America that I don't think other countries have as much of. I think the thing is over here, people, they might not have agreed with the restrictions. They might not have liked the restrictions. We've definitely had protests. We've definitely had those things. But I think the overall consensus, but I think it's just a different cultural mindset. Like as a person that's been in both areas and can, and, and it's had the experience of both, it's very much, I think you're right in, in the US, it's the right of freedom to, to do what you want and to, and to be how, yeah, it's very what i'm going to do what's best for me and make my own decisions and and i've definitely felt that over in the uk and in europe as a whole it's been more of a collective socialist society in the sense of i might not like it i'm pissed off about it but this is what i have to do and i'll scream that i'm not happy about it but at the end of the day uh you know i'm doing it because i have to do it even if i don't agree or like it and and i think yeah it's just a different it's a different mindset i think um that's been my experience with it it's what they refer to as you may not have heard this but it's like blitz mentality so everyone in the blitz got together in the bomb shelters had a little sing song shared their biscuits and they got through it together and that's like that is now ingrained in british culture like we pull together when we need to you know i'm gonna yell at you person and i'm gonna be annoyed because you parked in my parking space but when we need to we pull together for the greater good like again tarring with a brush because yeah. there are going to be people who don't do that right. at all right. but it's, it's something i think that's ingrained in our culture that we're like right we're going to pull together this is the right thing i might not like it but i'm going to do it because in the long run it's what's best that's it is we're all going to be annoyed but we're going to be annoyed yeah, together we're going to be annoyed together <laughs> we're going to get on our zoom yeah. calls and be annoyed together yeah. that we that we're on a zoom call instead of in person and we're but we're all going to go out we're going to clap for carers we're going to wait right we're all going to stand on our doorsteps and we're and all going to complain about the fact that we've all gone out and clapped because it's yeah. like oh we're all because that doesn't do anything why aren't we paying the nhs the right money and we're going to put that on yeah. facebook but i'm still going to be on yeah. the doorstep but i'm going to go on the doorstep because, because Sandra next door <laughs> will call me out if I don't do it. Right. <laughs> I thought we right. both just went because across the road, you know if I'm not out there. And then I look right. like a dick because I didn't go out and clap for carers. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no, that is um, that is it. But I, I think to bring it back to sort of the beer element of things, um, when you found out, that there were the changes obviously to the bar and, and and obviously the sense of the hospitality aspect of things weren't so much what they were pre-COVID in the, in the before times, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> how did that sort of make you all feel to be like, I can't just go out because because I don't I don't know about how you guys individually feel. I guess that's the first question is over here. When I moved over here, I, I really found that the drinking in pub culture was the bonding space and I never really felt that in the US I felt people's houses and restaurants and that kind of stuff was more of the bonding space bars are when you go out with your friends to have a good time and to get drunk and all that stuff other events were for socializing over here it's very much focused around the pub even if you're not drinking it's a gathering space you have a good meal you have good drinks and that's your socializing it's all centered around that do you guys feel that pre-covid that was kind of 
your gathering space as well and when you kind of found out the secondary question is when you kind of found out that's changed how did that make you feel in terms of just your overall I don't know the overall feelings you had about it this is it's been interesting for me because pre-covid it was friends houses you know getting getting together um, in a group somewhere else but not at a bar when covid hit we tended to we actually went out more to the breweries because they had outdoor space and we were pretty much the only ones there we got to know the staff everybody was great we went all over. I went out more last year than I've ever gone out because it wasn't crowded and it was fun and you could talk to people and find out about the beers and you didn't have people pretending that they wanted to know or you know taking up the whole bar space and and you know it was just wonderful And then as we've lifted restrictions, we're a little frustrated because we're the ones who have been keeping these people open and suddenly we can't get in. And I'm like, wait a minute, like you were my best friend last week and now suddenly I can't get in. What's up with this? So we've actually had like the opposite, in my opinion, um, for us, the opposite (laughs) issue happen. Um, And I'm kind of frustrated with, with how like all these people, where have they been? Like, where's this freedom that they wanted so much? We were more free during the COVID stuff than we are now, uh, in my opinion. That's really interesting. That's really interesting because over here it was you cannot go to other people's houses, even outside. So you can't go to businesses. You can't go. We were very, very strict. Um, and, And I think that's what made me frustrated about seeing people I know in the US that were just going out and about like it like nothing was happening and that's a different situation to what you were doing because they were just acting like literally nothing's like I'm taking a photo around a table (laughs) with five of my friends and we're all together huddled together and that was really irritating to me because I was just like you're there having the time of your life and we're all stuck here in our own houses unable to even see other people but I never like that is a really interesting perspective because we we didn't even I'm have that option. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You I, don't I, need to ju- if safe no, space. No, you don't no, need no. to justify yeah. anything. I no, think that's valid. really interesting because you know you did have the places and they had outdoor the the furnaces or they had yep. a fire pit and we'd be all bundled up and it would just be the two of us out there having a grand time and people would come out and talk to us you know from the staff who were all masked and it was I I loved it um, and so yeah so I'm having an VIP. Well, yeah, I agree, Cheryl, because like, especially when we were doing like pickups or like you could Mm -hmm. order online and then pick it up in the brewery, but they weren't open for service. Like you could go there and you could talk to the brewers and you could talk to the Mm -hmm. staff and they would make time for you. And I think we talked about this on one of our um, virtual pubs, but it's just interesting to see now that they're getting busier. Like you don't have that interaction yeah. with the staff. You're, and then you're just, I don't know. I'm not big on crowds, like claustrophobic <laughs> as it is. Yeah. Like it was nice to have that space to be able to, you know, not have to worry about my kids running around and messing with somebody else or whatever, but yeah. it it's just like, I agree, Cheryl, it's just different now. And everybody's just like, we we're all out and about and do you guys reckon that like was that how it was before covid or do you think that it's almost worse because of the fact that people haven't been able to have that interaction and now that they can have that interaction or they're being told from a legal perspective you can go back to normal the way things were that more people are actually going out because they felt 
they've missed a year of their life and that's it they're all going to go out and make the most of it and now it's more packed or is it about the same level or? I, think it's, I think it's the pendulum you know yeah. and they they went no going out at all and now everybody's going back and we were in the middle and I'm really hoping that it comes it back comes to the back. <laughs> right. yeah right. yeah polite and sometimes that politeness that I hope will continue we used to have it before and I think we will still will I my hope is that we still will but I hope that because we're getting to the point in the U.S. where literally we're going to say take our masks off and let it all fly, I hope that even though we have that availability, that we still will realize that go, yeah, I need to still consider that there's other people around me that might not feel comfortable yet, or might, or even myself. Like we have the thing, like I'm fully vaccinated, so I can literally go in any store most of the time without a mask. We went into our distributor today, and I went, and they said, if you're fully vaccinated, you can come in. We have no way to say, oh, by the way, check at the door. Oh, by the way, do you show me your card? You right. can. We don't, they, there's, that's the biggest thing in the U.S. They're trying to figure out how to do that. What does that look like? And so many hospitality people have said, how do I do that without being like standing like almost like an enforcement officer at the door saying, oh, by the way, what does that look like? And so I, I feel for those people because it's like they have to be protective of their staff. They have to be protective of the, their patrons. And so therefore, it's like, how do you do that? And how do you trust people again? And that's the part that I realize and hope as people that we start to trust a little more, but also try to realize that it's okay to not. It's okay to take a step back and realize, oh, I need to be a little more cautious. I need to be a little bit more aware of what's going on. Coming out of this, it's going to be really difficult to adjust back to normal life. Even when it's safe to do so, you have to wonder what the lasting damage, not damage, it's but you know what I mean? The no, it has. It's been traumatic is, for people. People, Yeah. Yes. You're going to have kids that are feeling anxious because they don't fully understand yes. what it's like to be wearing a mask and not wearing a yep. mask. And yep. it's going to be difficult. And I think it's going to be hard for everyone to get used to adjusting to what normal is after everything for the last year. It's like, how many times are you watching something on the telly? I don't, I don't know if this is the same for everybody else, but I'll be watching something that's, you know, older and there's loads of, loads of people in a small space. And I'm like, oh my God, why are those people <laughs> not wearing Get away from that! Oh, because that's it was filmed like, yeah, it was, it's filmed like three years ago. Like, so nobody was thinking of that. Like, they do, there are times where I, was, I still go, oh my gosh, there's so many people in that. Oh, it's, you know, it's made up. They're like, breathing each real. other's exhalations. Right. I was going to say, the one thing that I didn't get to say is that the thing that I want to take out of this is I want personal space. Personal <laughs> space, yes. Personal yes. space is my one takeaway, yep. I think, if like the work from home thing, I like that, but also <laughs> personal <Ooh>. space. <laughs> and we took my mom out for Mother's Day and we ate wore our masks the whole time and we sat down and we took our masks off to eat and we put our masks on and we wore our masks in the car on the way home. We're all vaccinated. Yeah. Wore our masks yeah. all the way home, dropped her off. And then I read all these things about people being able to hug their moms. And I was like, I didn't hug her. You didn't her. even like, think about I, it. I, you you're like, I can't yeah. do that. So yeah. I, I, like, I texted her. I'm like, I didn't hug you today. And so the next time I saw her, I was like, I've got to hug you before we do anything. But both of us like turned our heads, even though we were wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, the only person I've I've risked hugging is my nephew who's like 13 and he's just like like we've always we've always been close like that and like we'd be places and like my dad and my brother would be because they live together would be in like the kitchen and I'd be outside and it was it was my nephew's birthday and I'd gone out and I'd taken cake and like that had been handed over and I was stood back and he just kind of 
wiggled his way from the back of the kitchen to the door and just kind of stood there and looked at me and I was like come here quick nobody's looking quick you need to do that because 13 like like, he's still still at the point where he wants to give me a hug if he still wants to give you a hug yeah Yeah, and I was just like do you know what I'm gonna give kids hugs sorry (laughs) that one that one I will break the rules for thank you so okay. much ladies thank this you guys brilliant, brilliant. as always thank virtual so events much. will continue do not worry questions we'll just have some casual chat get your feedback how did you find out about women's pint club and and what made you want to join i think I think I started my little beer Instagram to try and network with more people who drink craft beer because I only know like real ale drinkers or cider drinkers in, in real life. Um, so the internet is the best place to meet new people. <laughs> and then I just found Joe's page on Instagram as like one of those suggested things. It's like, this is cool. Like this is a woman teaching people about beer. Like, yes, please. <laughs> and then, from there, it just kind of, I just like, internet stalked but and then was like found the women's pint club group and was like okay yes this is this is good um women who drink beer this is what i need in lockdown while i'm drinking too much beer by myself and i've got no tell about it <laughs> so i think that's how it came about and then i just joined a zoom and it was chaos and i loved it <laughs> <laughs> I love that like chaos is like the best yeah. that's like the one theme that comes up every time we talk about like our zoom chat yeah. it's like it's chaos but everyone's like but I loved it like yeah <laughs> yeah what, what I guess what leads on to that sort of is like what made you kind of say like I want to join a virtual pub session like was it that you wanted to speak to sort of like-minded women or was it that you were missing the pub overall or was it yeah I was missing the pub and that sort of community and I, not many women in my life drink beer so to find a whole group of women who do drink beer it was like I found my little my little niche in a way I, yeah I kind of went looking for a community and then it just happened to be all women and that was great for me <laughs> yeah that's that's brilliant it's, it is very rare I will say like it is quite I feel like it's quite rare to find a whole community of like beer drinking women and like exclusively just yeah. women drinking beer or female identifying people drinking beer yeah. it's um it's very rare to get that so. I think we've bonded over other things as well like we've all found that we've got various different things in common as well we apparently yeah. all have the same sort of sense of humor yes <laughs> yeah people that you didn't think had that sense of humor yeah as soon as you had like <laughs> gone like three hours into a drinking session with them all of a sudden you were like oh I didn't expect you to say that yeah it's great um, and I do I hope you don't mind me sharing this Rachel but I remember you messaged me after I think it was after the first one and you were like my partner um, has kept hearing yeah. me laugh <laughs> and he said he hasn't heard that in ages so it was yeah. it was really nice and I was like oh I'm so glad I'm still up there for <laughs> my favorite part is like 
when we have like so many people in a room we were discussing sort of with the US ladies how they're like sometimes there's so many people in the room that it's so difficult to like keep track of the conversations and I was like thinking about how there was that one time there was about three conversations going on I think like two people having conversations and then me and you Rachel were just like <laughs> we're gonna just like we're just gonna like google like hop tattoos <laughs> and, like, and then like people were chatting and we were just like about this one and then we're like yeah 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 I'm gonna shortlist that one um so that's gonna be like that has to be an episode in itself of like we go and get our matching hop tattoos yes. <laughs> that was so good it was like people talking shit people talking shit and then we were going like this one I really like that one <laughs> There's, yeah. like, there is sense within our chaos within the meetups. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely, and I think we all just when we're all together, we all kind of just get on the same wavelength, and you yeah. kind of just like know, like, oh, they're having a conversation right now, and it's weird because you can find that person that you're talking to in with the chaos, and it's like you can still have a conversation while somebody else is having a conversation. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense, but it does feel like that. It's just like when a... you sat around a table, isn't it? Like you can. Yeah. You can just sort of delve off into your little groups and then, oh, I want to join in that bit now and hop in there. Which is which right. is interesting because I think you don't tend to think people, usually when you try to do that on a Zoom chat, it doesn't pan out very yeah. well. But I found that like as a group, we've been able to do that quite well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, but... <laughs> Multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets to the end of the night and we're all like... Yeah, but that's but that's that's normal pub. Like it really has emulated (laughs) the pub where we get towards the end and it's like, oh so and so's so and so's had so and so's had one too many. We need like the last call bell. No, it's me going, is it bedtime now? It's usually usually Joanne going, I think it's time to go to bedtime. And we're all like, okay. And the, but I think the best part about it is like it's it's like judgment free. Like people can yeah. be themselves like so fully, and then like we're just like yeah, no, it's cool. Like be weird, do say whatever you want, and yeah. you know, go to bed. It's fine. And then yeah, and then the next time, like like Lisa all the time would be like, I'm so sorry, guys. And we're like, don't apologize. Like it's fine. Like if you weren't yeah. doing that, like that would be weird. So yeah, yeah. carry on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, have you gone out to a like an actual pub since? Yes. Yeah. I'm a really good. I actually worked a shift in my local, which is opposite football ground on Saturday Ooh. for like the first match back and seeing everyone in there like bustling behind the bar, like, running around, like everything's COVID safe, but you still, you're, you're running around, bustling about, there's noise, the atmosphere's back. It's just, it was so good to see that on some well some people are still a little bit wary but people aren't scared they just want that community again especially when they're going to a football match it's normal um and the only sad thing really was that we had to turn away as many people as we could let in so it was like we're full really sorry and they're like oh no 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 worries we'll just have to like try back in a bit but yeah I love the pub and I've been to the pub <laughs> and I've loved it. And draft beer is so it hits so different. <laughs> yeah, I just I just went to Phantom on Saturday and that was it was like you said, it was you had a flight. I'm yeah, excited. I did. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, exci- I'm excited for flights again. 
Me I've too. started making my own. Yeah. yeah, I've started making my own. Just being like, I'm having a little bit of this. Gordon can have the rest of that. I did all. <laughs> I did all British lagers the other weekend, and I was like, I'm going to have a third, and then Gordon can have the rest. There we go. And then it's like I'm having a flight. <laughs> I, I've definitely done that at home since like trying to when I first got like a whole the first time I got a whole bunch of beers from Elusive I, I did that and I put together this was like sort of I don't know, maybe like beginning middle-ish of the first lockdown because I was like how can I recreate the pub experience in my house because I was yeah. like I, I mean we were never really big pub goers because the pubs around us don't have particularly good but I don't mean that in a rude way it's just it's not the stuff that I would want to go out to pay to drink I'd rather sort of just drink at home and drink what I like Mm. but when you're not going out at all you start to just get a bit like how can I make things more interesting because I felt like I was just drinking but then I was like it's almost what's the point I'm not going out no one's coming around so I was like how can I like add purpose to it again so I picked up a few different beers from Elusive one day and I was like what if I like make a little flight for us and like do like a food pairing with it so I was like googling what goes really yes. well with certain things and I like set it up in our lounge or like by our fireplace and I was like we could just pretend we're at the pub we'll just light a fire and we'll just pretend we're at a pub pretend we're doing a tasting and so like I totally get it but the second I could have a real flight I was like <sighs> I had to it was it was amazing but yeah I guess anyone that doesn't know probably probably won't know you work at a brewery as well so yeah what's like timeline wise if if we go back to sort of like just before lockdown sort of happened would you be comfortable telling us sort of what your experience has been from that point up until now with with how you've had Um, to go through things yeah so so in March time we were still packaging for cask and keg um and then all of a sudden lockdown hit we stopped packaging cask and keg uh we had some beer that had been brewed for cask that we had to then bottle condition um and package that way just to get it like it was sort of one-off beers that we didn't want to you don't want to leave them <laughs> you don't want to risk putting them in a cask that's not not going to sell um and then keg beer went into cans or i think we did bottle some as well um and we were so lucky that we have those facilities on site anyway um we could just like switch production from cask and keg to bottling can because those systems were already there, we were already using them anyway alongside. Um, but it was really tough because if you imagine what you get in 50 kegs, that's not 50 cans, it's a lot more. Yeah. So uh, it took a lot longer to package. It was a, a real shift for us, but uh, we had to hire a few more staff to help out. And then we just got into the swing of bottles and cans Bottles and cans, bottles and cans. Uh, we've got contracts with supermarkets, so that kept us going as well. Um, and then towards towards the sort of end of lockdown three, well, we had to drain pour loads of cask and keg. Oh, really? Tragic. The, yeah, just pallets and worth. I've got a question about that, actually. Sorry, not to interrupt because I want to hear the rest of it. But I've seen so many places that had to drain pour stuff. Um, and, and I... I had a question that no one ever really answered. Um, is it because sort of when you put it into a cask or a keg or whatever, it can only sit in there for so long? Or is there something else that causes it where you can't, it's no longer viable to kind of put into a can? Or was it that you had so much that literally canning it just, it wasn't going to go anyways? Yeah. I think part of part of it is the volume. 
there was a lot and the sort of the way we do things we wouldn't put things from a keg back into a tank to then put in a can just because the risk of infection i think is Fair. much um yeah. and then there's also so the reason it went down the drain rather than being saved is the best before dates imagine hoppy beers you want to drink them fresh if a like a keg could have been packaged last march and hadn't been used by now it wouldn't be the best product so it's not right to put it out yeah and um if you pour it down the drain you don't pay duty so there was that sort of you have to decide do you do you have to make the decision yeah if you pay your duty and risk it or if you drain pour it and you've not paid the duty but you've lost potential profit no that all makes sense it was it was more that like I saw so many places doing it and I think the first place that it goes to in my mind is like oh hey, can can you put that in cat like is there some way to save it like you know crowlers or something but I think what didn't necessarily that whole duty thing was something that never crossed my mind um the risk of infection for again you know transport it back and then out again never crossed my mind either um and then yeah it's the do you take that risk and put it in a can and then it doesn't sell and then you've paid duty for something you can't sell because you've got so much stock now um it's just it's I think for me I was just it was so gutted like I was just yeah. gutted to see like all these people just drain pouring the beers down because that's all they could do I was just like oh like just heartbreaking but um yeah. thank you for answering that because I was really that's curious funny. and no one no one actually I asked the question I was like gen- genuinely curious no one actually answered it they were all just like because we have to I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's why? too, it's too <laughs> much to explain. Yeah. It's like it just has to go. It just has to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, like there were people just going, well, they just have to do it. And I was like, but, but why? Like I'm not asking to be rude. I genuinely want to know. <laughs> but yeah, so then we had the whole the drain pour thing, and then we packaged. You know, the sort of in between lockdowns where pubs opened a bit. We did yeah. a bit of. um of can um cask and keg just to, to tick over a little bit and then straight back into canning um and then towards the end of lockdown three i think people stopped buying beer because they knew the pubs were opening up yeah january time it really dropped off we felt like filled the warehouse and so we had to stop we're well, not stop brewing, but massively slow down production uh and then since january we've started getting back up we're doing that we do all all of the all of the formats now <laughs> keg, keg rack and can and bottle but not all on the same day usually <laughs> yeah uh, without going into detail of like which brewery is because i don't want to get into the sort of details of who it is for your community yeah. and everyone else's but um i think like have you seen kind of the like a rise with going back to sales to breweries and and trade more so yeah. than maybe you were seeing sort of I don't know did it change did you see like a slowdown of trade not just pubs but like bottle shops and stuff did that slow down during the pandemic and then yeah I think still in the pandemic but you know yeah I mean. um I think to start with uh like demand for cans went through the roof uh, because people drink at home you can't you know, like people don't buy a keg just drink at home no. so um and people wanted to support local wanted to shop local and then I think like we then saw people didn't want to buy the same beers all the time so we have like our core range and that that seemed to drop off a little bit so then we started experimenting more it kind of forced us to be a bit more creative which was really for for us because we're just like yeah we get to drink new beer that's really good yeah (laughs) yeah um so we got 
new new beers coming out and that was that picked up i think and then we started doing the subscription boxes that are quite common now like you buy you pay whatever a month and the brewery sends you like new releases or specials um they send that out to you every month so that's that's been a really good way to like guarantee that we've got some money coming in um and then yeah it was only when sort of the people were like oh yeah like five weeks till pubs open that the demand for cans and bottles just dropped off for us <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny though because there are a lot of people that i've seen that were like our oh, pubs are opening so i'm not buying like i'm not i'm trying not to buy anything anymore and i'm like yeah but like this it's not one's ideal coming out. like <laughs> yeah. this one's coming out and like i just want to have it so i don't really yeah. like i like you would never know if you looked at all the beers i have like you would never know that i like stop but like i definitely didn't stop but like <laughs> i feel like i'm making up for like some of the people that are not buying anymore yeah. I'm like i'll just keep buying i don't want to. <laughs> um so beer obviously is your career uh it's also i know you do homebrew as well um so hobby as well and then you've got the pint club and everything so I guess my question is like did you see the the role of how beer sat in your life just beer as a whole did that change what it meant to you and and where it sat in your life did you see that shift over the pandemic or is it kind of more or less has the same place in your life as it's had the whole time um I struggled a little bit with beer becoming everything go to work and deal with beer I come home have a beer to relax and then and then I talk about beer and this or the other and I didn't have my other hobbies that I had before because I play sport Mm. and that's we're not allowed back till the end of June to that so I've really missed that over the the pandemic um that kept like keeps me level most of the time is (laughs) go go get my exercise and then like crack on but I think yeah beer did become almost an obsession and then I got kind of burnt out from it so like more recently I've just been like I don't I want a lager like I want a macro lager <laughs> just because like I, I love good beer craft beer all different styles of beer I was just tired of it being everything um but I think everyone has had that in a lockdown they've they've like hobbies that they used to love have become everything and then it's too much does that make sense yeah, yeah. no I, I completely yeah. relate to what you're saying because my husband said to me the other day like all you ever do is like beer stuff and I was just like well with the podcast and stuff like that takes up a lot of time outside work and I was like and to be fair there's still not a lot that you can do yeah. Yeah. So it just becomes so easy to get sucked into all this stuff. so I was like oh and it comes to like reading I could sit and read but then like because I think people are using social media more like you're constantly getting messages from people and that's yeah. distracting and I said it's just so difficult to like focus on reading or like you said you can't really go out and do sports and, and anything that kind of was a hobby if you do it too much now because it's all you can do it just becomes a bit like eh, like yeah I, I've my, my sort of compromise with beer has been like I've always been like I can't have a beer unless I'm gonna like take the proper photo of it I'm gonna take notes of it and I'm gonna do all this and I've what I've done is like my step back from things is I'm like no sometimes I'm just gonna drink a beer and I'm not gonna take yeah. notes on it because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the notes are I don't have to like I always found tasting notes to be really fun but the more that I felt like forced to do that over yeah. lockdown and over analyze it the more I was like what happens if I just don't do it maybe I really want to drink this beer but if I if it means I have to suddenly take notes on it 
it becomes exhausting and I'm not in the mood for it right now. So I've, I've gone like, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to not make notes. Right. <laughs> I felt like that was me being like pushing boundaries. Like I'm not. Really <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? It's that sometimes you want to sit down and analyze this beer and that's like part of your enjoyment of it is analyzing it. Yeah. Sometimes you want to sit down, have a, have a little drinky drink, chill out and have a chat. And there's, there's more than one way to drink beer. <laughs> yeah. Like I've definitely started, like, I was always, I'm trying something new. Like I'm not going to drink the same thing because that's taking away an opportunity for me to have something new. Mm. Now I've been like, yeah, but I really liked that one. <laughs> <laughs> I could drink that again. Cause it was really good. <laughs> that's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you can you can but maybe that maybe that's part of it though it's like when we were sort of stuck in a house and you could do mixed orders from bottle shops and I mean you still obviously can do that but I think maybe there was more of an incentive to try new things explore a bit because you weren't you kind of tended to do that I think only when you went to someplace new because you wanted to try as much as someplace had yeah. but if you're going to your local and you knew what they had and you've already had all the stuff there you'd just be drinking the same stuff there so you think yeah. well I'm at home I'm going to take this opportunity to try new things all the beers yeah and and then you kind of get to like I've got too much option now yeah sometimes I just want something I've already had that I don't have to think about I can just that's like you said macro beers and stuff it's like sometimes you're like I just want to shut off and just have this beer yeah (laughs) but yeah good good shout on that because I think that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot is like some people did probably tend to take it a lot more seriously than than maybe they were before and you you do get burnt out I think Hmm. Um, so what was your favourite part about pubs pre-COVID? Like, what's your number one favourite thing? For me, just like the community. You can walk in and start a conversation and just be like, oh, what, like, what are you drinking? And you just, you, you might like have a conversation that you've never thought you'd have with someone that you never thought you'd have that conversation with. And just, they sort of, I really, really miss the sort of passive um socialization I'm quite like <laughs> I am quite a shy person so sometimes in pubs I'll just sit there and have my little pint and then everyone else is having a chat and I'll have a little chip in then I'll, I'll chill out and do my thing and it's every everything in lockdown was you have to send the message you have to like be on a zoom call you like you have to actively participate in the socialization rather than just being able to sit back and be content just watching it and I think that was that was what I miss most about pubs is that just sitting there and watching the world go by, doing my own thing and feeling like I'm having a social as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I, having, hearing you say that, like that you've got to be at, like the, you've got to join the Zoom call, you've got to be on like watching the Facebook live or whatever. There were several things that like, I was like, oh, I didn't get a chance to do like do that event or do this thing because I was just like, I don't want to get onto another Zoom call today. <laughs> Yeah. Or I've done so many this week or I've got or I'm doing something else and so I can't I can't join that now. And there was a couple of things that I was just like, Oh, I feel like I missed out on that, but actually I probably didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but it was that you had to be there, like so you've got to get onto this call and you've got to yeah. have these beers and you've got to do you know, you've got to do this. There was though it was a great way of connecting, sometimes there was still a bit of of too much pressure on it. Yeah. I think I think it's um it's it's kind of good though that you say like oh 
you are more of a shy person and like so you are a person that likes to just be more sort of passive and just like sort of hear what's going on take it all in and and it is difficult on zoom because when you're on zoom people kind of are worried that if you're not saying something that like you're being left out yeah yeah like I think always that you're being left out you're just enjoying the chit chat in a way yeah that's that's the thing is I think like the first time I was on a zoom chat with you and stuff I thought I was like oh my god like I hope she's like not absolutely like hating this or something like that and then you came back again like joe's like no, yeah, she, yeah. she like genuinely had a good time and, yeah. and, and then you came yeah. back and i was like okay it's like so she's just shy like i was just yeah, really yeah. like i was just like it's really okay. worried we haven't scared anybody else <laughs> yeah. That's okay. i was just like really worried that i was like oh no and i think because if you were in a pub you wouldn't think twice about it because there's so many other things going round. Yeah. but when you're on a zoom you're looking at everybody kind of face to face and yeah, you're just like what worried of like, oh no, like what if we're <laughs> what if we're just like not giving her a chance to talk or something like that? <laughs> so that's really good that um, you've because I think other people have probably felt the same. Like they're like, I go on the Zoom calls because I want to see other people, but I don't necessarily want to say anything. Some people are less wanting to speak up. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I I didn't realize how much I missed seeing other people's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah until I saw about five dogs walk into phantom over the weekend and I was like no (laughs) not just on the screen I was like oh hi you how are you doing (laughs) I don't care about them but the dog's cute but yeah um I guess like is there anything that you've sort of taken away from the difference between sort of a zoom chat and and an in-person chat from one or the other like what's your favorite part of both and like what would you want to make sure you maintain from both that's a really tricky one I think zoom for me is good for purposely going in to talk to people that I won't see out and about like I'm not going to bump into you guys (laughs) you might do Um, but it'd be really weird (laughs) it'd be really bizarre (laughs) what are you doing here (laughs) so it's that like for me, I think the online sort of situation is good for when you can't get there in person, you can't be there in person. You still, it's we're still a little community. Like we're just all in different places and that's really good. And then the, the casualness of just wandering down to the local, popping in, seeing who's there. I think the online has more, more like, for me, I'm like, yes, this has purpose. I'm going to go and talk to these people and, <laughs> yeah no that totally yeah, makes no sense. it makes sense yeah it makes sense do you think you'll keep doing virtual virtual events and things yeah yeah like, like I say it's it allows you to do more if you say oh that looks really good I want to do that but if I saw an event over like down in London I'd be like oh I've got I can't I can't do it. like it's not feasible I can't get yeah. there whereas now it's like oh they're based in London but I can just log in and you're you're there you're part of it anyway so like ordering the the boxes. I think we did the International Women's Day one. Yeah, we that was so fun. That was all so ordered cute. the box. Yeah, <laughs> and we were all sat at home, like in our own homes, separate. <laughs> it felt like we were we were like part of it all. It was yeah. really good. I think it was great because we had the separate Discord chat going on as well. So it was like <laughs> yeah. they were having a conversation, and then we were like chipping in on the on the Instagram, like yeah. feeding in, and then like yeah. somebody would get a shout out. We'd be yeah, in the we're Discord. Like, ah! <laughs> they said my name. 
That was your like, question. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like they are hilarious. Like yeah. I, I think the thing was like every time, like Jago was like, I don't think we can have another person on. You're gonna have to drop. I'll just invite them in and see what happens. And then yeah. like, it would go from like two people to three yeah. people, and then she'd be like, what? <laughs> And then she's like, surely we can't get four people on here. And then like all of a sudden the fourth person popped up and she's like, what is going on? That was, I I think that's, you maybe touched the nail on the head there. um, With with Zoom, it's kind of the people that you're making an effort to go and speak to versus the randomness of who you might bump into. And and like a new friend you might make as opposed to you're going in to go have a conversation with like-minded people that you know already you have like an established um, connection with. So, So yeah, definitely. And I'm totally in agreement. When I see an event, I'm like, I really hope they do a virtual one. Yeah. I really (laughs) don't want to travel all the way. Yeah. I really want people to do like virtual chunks of other events so that you can still take part in things that are too far away to get to i really want us to keep having the um virtual discords as well on the side because those chats are like (laughs) just such good chats and then like after that conversation we're like should we just have like a impromptu like cool and we're like yeah Yeah, let's just have one more we'll just have a chat (laughs) that just just saying let's have one more is always the is that's always the kicker though isn't it it's like yeah we can just have one more next day we're like we shouldn't have had that one more that's the amount of time that like joe and i like should we just get just one more yeah, and then like the next thing more. like we yeah. shouldn't have done we that, that. <laughs> should have just said no at the one more <laughs> one day we'll learn we'll never learn <laughs> um oh, i was just trying to think what other questions so the only other questions really kind of because you've kind of already said i guess that more or less kind of answered the where do you see each of them sit do you see them both sitting in your life forward you know did will they continue to both have a place and I think you've kind of answered that yeah yeah, you you would um but if you had to pick one or the other virtual or in person and don't worry because somebody else said they couldn't pick and they very much I'm not gonna give you ideas but someone else said they they couldn't pick because of reasons (laughs) because of of reasons I don't want to like give you the answer then you're like yeah that's the one (laughs) I want your own organic answer, so you can yeah. say both if you really want to. I think I like I like both. Well, for me, like like to the wire, I pick in person pubs, just because I've worked in pubs. It's where I've like grown as a person. Like I've like I've I don't know. It's one of those I've I started working in pubs at like twenty nineteen. Um, and I've not stopped. I'm 20. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see myself ever not going to the pub. Well, I could see myself forgetting to log into Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because I think there's like so many just like, especially in the digital world, you have so many notifications going off all the time that like, oh, it takes us for like, it's be like a reminder, Zoom call. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever, 10 minutes. Then you just totally forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like, would you say overall, like, the concept of these virtual pubs whether it be our women's pint club or just any virtual pub in general i mean have you ever done any other virtual pubs really i guess it's the first question or is this um, kind of the only one you've done yeah i logged into a Murakai one i did like a midweek Murakai. i logged into that one um but i was just quiet on that one and i felt like people thought i was a bit weird just like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i didn't log in again <laughs> i just i feel like i feel like i just feel like 
I'm just pleased about the fact that you said you logged into a midweek miracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're still trending, guys. Still trending. Hashtag midweek miracle. <laughs> so pleased about that. But um, but yeah, I guess would you say that that they've changed virtual pubs in general have changed your life at all, like in a good way or a bad way, or has it just been kind of there, just a neutral thing? Yeah, I've you guys so it's a po- it's been a positive thing for me <laughs> yeah. look forward to having a beer in person at some yes, point in the definitely. future yeah and more virtual so uh we are in the pub we are properly in the pub we are properly in the pub there is background noise so <laughs> There are people, everything. <laughs> we are in person. <laughs> We're in person. We've got two people here. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a, a, an experience. So yeah. apologies in advance if the sound isn't really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Real pub noises. And pints. And we got an actual, actual pints. Look at the actual pints. No, you've changed yours. That's okay. She's had a point already. So basically, to start off, do you guys both want to say, you ladies, I should say, do you both want to sort of say who you are and roughly where you're from and how did you find the Women's Pint Club Facebook group? Yours is going to be a really good one, I think. Hi, I'm Louise and... I'm from Canterbury, so I've forgotten the order of the questions. <laughs> so, so I'm from Canterbury, and I've known Joe from the meetup group. So Joe started the meetup group a couple of years ago to meet uh, women around Canterbury that drink beer, and we started going out in and around Canterbury, drinking lots of beer. And then lockdown happened, and just kept following Joe on the Facebook group. Still drinking beer. Still drinking beer. Lou is like an OG women's bike club. Like she came to the first, we did it on Meetup, and she was one of the first people to just like didn't know me, didn't know anybody, just randomly turned up at the pub because there was a Meetup group, and we were like, we're all women that want to drink beer, and here we are together. I've got more questions for you later on the experience because there's like I've got so many questions about the fact that you were there before it went virtual, um, but I'm going to hold that thought because that's a separate question that I'm going to ask later. So. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so I'm Charlotte. I've been on the podcast before uh, in a very long rambling episode. Um, oh, I had a lovely time. I wonder how far the listeners got through the episode because. It, um, so yeah, I work for Phantom Brewing Co. in Reading, um, and I initially I had never met either of you, Tori or Joe, until recently and Louise I only met you literally two hours ago and it's lovely to meet you um and I first started interacting with Tori online when we were talking about Siren beers so obviously Siren are very local to us at Phantom anybody yeah anybody who knows Tori knows that she is the ultimate Siren uh like the saleswoman that doesn't actually work there This is the podcast thinking, drinking game. If you're playing the podcast drinking game, please take a drink for talking about Siren and Tori. Yeah. 
salesperson that doesn't work for uh, waiting for my commission. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, we started talking about that because obviously me at Phantom and you living around the corner and absolutely loving them, that was something we had in common. And then through that, when you said, oh, I'm doing a podcast with Joanne, I was like, who's Joanne? I've never met this person. So um, I, <laughs> I basically started listening to what you guys were doing um, and just interacting with you guys more online in you know, like various craft beer forums on Facebook and whatnot. Um, and then uh, thought it would be fun to do a podcast, so we did. And yeah, so I, I uh, unfortunately couldn't make it to any of the virtual women's point club things because I was always working. Um, but it's nice to actually be able to do one in person and actually have points with other people. It feels so weird. <laughs> I, th- I think the most interesting thing as well is um, so obviously like the both of you have had drinks together before. <laughs> I've had a drink where Charlotte is. I've not actually properly well, drank with you, but like every I've time, drank every time you've been in the same place. vicinity of me drinking, uh, I've You're been pouring the pints. <laughs> 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 but to be fair, like at Hoppy Place, you, you had a drink while you were working. Yeah, well, I mean, like because you weren't fully on. I think you were like you weren't there. You weren't, I was giving them. You were just helping. <laughs> Context, the Hoppy Place is my local bottle shop. Uh, very big friends, uh, very big friends of mine and Tories in particular, it's a bit local to them. Also, we at Phantom love them, get along with them a lot. We often just show up and sit in their beer garden and you know drain their fridges and their taps for them. Um, and last summer, when I was not working, um, I was helping them out at the shop during COVID, and that was the first time me and um, that was the first time me and Tory met in person, which is fun. <laughs> It technically is the proper time we've drunk together. Like this is only the second time that Tori and I have ever actually met in person. Uh, my next question for everybody, really, is: Have you ladies all been out to the pub since it opened on the seventeenth? So I have, um, not much, but I've only gone out maybe went to Frampton last weekend. Nags head before that, yeah. and I've been to Siren obviously to get a drink. Mm. Yeah, uh, went to Siren and Elusive, uh, which is a tap room, so I'm going to count that as pub. Yeah. How about you guys? Um, so I hadn't been until this week. Um, we popped it. Yeah, uh, we went Tuesday. Tuesday after work. Um, me and the hubs went to the Foundry, which is our mine and Louise's local brew pub in Canterbury. Um, we had a sneaky half and came back. It was lovely. It was like. I didn't realise how much I had missed fresh poured beer. Because I was like, oh, I've been drinking beer at home. Like, I've had it from Calala. And you don't realise, like, just how different it is until you haven't had it for ages. And then, like, that fresh half was just amazing. Lou was, like, in the door as soon as they opened. She was queuing up outside. (laughs) Straight out. So we have supported the foundry all the way through lockdown by ordering beer. And they they used to do a great delivery service. And as soon as pubs were open, after each of the lockdowns, we've booked our table, we've gone in, we've enjoyed our nice beers and some food. So yeah, so we were straight out. Even when in April we went and sat in the garden in the freezing cold with some other old age pensioners who only came in for tea. They sat there and they had their tea and they had their lunch. Do you know what? I love that. They just want to get out. It's really cute. The fact that they still want to go out together. The pub is more than beer. I mean, granted, we're all beer people, but the pub is more than just beer. Like, number of times that people say that. The pub 
is more than beer. I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, I'm not being funny with you. Maybe the title of Woman's Brew was referring to coffee all along. You never know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I... Um, yeah, like, for me, the thing I miss... Like, as you were saying, Joe, like, I've, I've been, we've all been drinking beer plenty through all of the various lockdowns. And also, the fact that I work at Phantom, I've been lucky enough that when I finish a day at work, I can have a beer on site. Yeah, I can sit down with my co-workers and just have a beer and be like, right, well, you know, I feel like... It almost felt kind of like you were following the ritual of having a beer after your day at work. But, um... The main thing is, it, it, it's the difference. It's as someone put it, I can't remember who. It's the third place, basically between work and home, and the pub is the third place. It's the place where you socialise. It's the place where you, especially obviously, this is post-COVID. It's a very different situation. But you know, you'd pop into the pub on your way home from work, and you'd see someone you haven't seen in a couple of weeks, and it won't be someone. It won't be someone who you know well enough to text them and directly say, "Hey, let's hang out." But it'll be someone who, when you do see them, you want to be like, "Oh, hey, how's how's your how's your." How's your partner? How's the how's work going for you? Yada yada yada. Yeah, and that is like even having that from a distance at separate tables when you can't get up and mingle. Just being able to raise a glass and being like, "All right, how you doing?" From a distance, it's a good feeling. So, what was your favourite part about the pub pre-COVID? So, obviously, there's the people watching aspect. I'll put it in the middle so we can eat. But people watching aspect. I mean, is there anything else? Like for me, I think it was just the. It, it's funny because it's almost when you're not going out you want to have some separate four walls but when you go to it I almost felt I took that for granted because it's like having a separate set of four it's walls it's like oh, I don't want to do it and just the I think the opportunity to just meet different people because you yeah just casual like the amount of times that we've been sat in a bar and like I mean that's how like so there's um, a guy that we chat to fairly regularly now um He's in the in our beer group on Gary. Yeah, so we we met Gary. Hi, Gary. We met Gary because we were doing the first birthday of Women's Pint Club at um, a bar in Ramsgate called the Rams uh, the Ravensgate, and um, it like. He, he was sat there with his wife and we were drinking and he could see that we were really into stuff and he was like, what are you drinking? Like, I've got... Right, he was like, what are you drinking? I've got this. Do you want to try that? And he, him and his wife popped over and, st- and he was like, oh, women, like, we'll come and chat to you. Like, my wife loves beer. You're more women that are drinking beer. Like, and we were, we were sharing drinks. Are you just sitting? Look. Pop earrings on. Totally against what I'm talking about right now. Yep. Um, and we met... Like we met Gary because he came over and had a chat with us, and now we chat to Gary all the time. Like, and that's the thing about being in the pub. He's brilliant. Um, so we are back and we've moved and we're now outside and we are at Three Hills Outpost. We've all got nitro baby, nitro baby, nitro baby, chocolate donut stout, and it is ridiculous I'm getting like it smells it's so like a chocolate crella which people in this country won't know what that is I don't care you don't have to know it's fine if you are from the US think of like a glazed chocolate stick from Dunkin Donuts it's like that in smell and in taste it is like that in the aftertaste but there's a bit of cinnamon in there as well and I if I, I mean if you listen to this podcast and you've listened this far in you know how I feel about cinnamon so well fucking done <laughs> So, oh, amazing. And I'm going to try to buy this glass because this is 
is the sexiest. Yeah, these are gorgeous the glasses. This is the sexiest well, so this is, glass um, I've ever Also, seen. this is only day two of the outpost of Three Hills Bar yes. being open Correct. in Bermondsey, <laughs> which is really, really dope. Uh, can I resign and give my role to Charlotte? Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really cool. Like, I, I'm really stoked to come down here. I honestly you know crucify me it's fine i didn't know this bar was opening and i know i should have my finger on the pulse of this all the time i knew this sake charlotte because <laughs> she remembered to call that out and i definitely did it so well done, I'm, I'm, I'm so i'm so stoked to be here because i always love the three hill stouts and we actually we they did an ipa series uh, last summer which we had in the tap room which went down really really well sold brilliantly and i'm basically going to insist that we have like a permanent line to one of their empty stuff now i think we've covered kind of like the pre covid stuff the physical pub stuff um there's a lot of stuff that we listed the things of like what we really liked about the actual pub experience and i think what was kind of across the board was interactions with people and just kind of people watching and getting to know other people and stuff like that um i guess my first question to you guys is like do you think that's something that you can replicate in a virtual pub like, have you felt that that scratched that itch for you? Have you felt that that's difficult? It is. It has been. It has done it to a certain extent, definitely. Although it's, you know, the frequency, I suppose, hasn't been as much as <laughs> I'd often go to the pub every weekend um, and meet up with people. But I mean, we were meeting as the women's point group. Um, monthly I yeah, think or you know every, yeah every so often so yeah I mean it's definitely been one of those one of those lifelines I want to say yeah. and meeting people and expanding the group it's been amazing talking to all those um, Americans we've made like we've made these connections with people and it's it's amazing like these people we're gonna like you guys are going to be friends, yeah. my friends for life now. I'm, yeah. you know, I mean, I think whether you like it or not, you're my friend for life <laughs> now. <laughs> Before, it's like yeah. we wouldn't have this podcast if, like, everyone says, like, oh, yeah, COVID was like the worst thing that's ever happened. It's like, I get that. It was horrible. It was horrible for industries. It was horrible for yeah. COVID. There were bright spots in that. And I think, like, we've kind of discussed, like, we wouldn't have the podcast if it wasn't yeah. for COVID because I would have never gone to a beer group on, yeah. on Facebook. We would have never had group chats before that or Zoom chats or anything like that before I that. I think people have been forced to be, uh, to, to be, to be resourced, well, to be creative with different resources, yeah. basically. Um, and it's a real shame that it took a you know global mass deadly global pandemic you know that destroyed billions of people's lives to do so um but i think it's it's forced people to be a bit more resourceful and think about things differently and to have perhaps a different uh method of going about uh socializing or meeting new people which i think is which i think is something to be great like it's 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 a silver lining in the shittiest of clouds yes. like that there is something you don't want to downplay the fact of like how important like how not important but important is the yeah. word i want yeah. but how big covid was and everyone yeah. well, and global it still is it's it's, it's devastating it's de exactly devastating is the word how devastating it has been and we have managed throughout that to find the silver lining exactly. and persevere and meet still manage to meet Human new people so. yeah we've that. still made connections we've and and beer has allowed us to do that yeah. which is you know it that is that social lubricant and we still manage to do that <laughs> online yeah. i think what's important as well to that though is like 
So obviously, like the three of us have been in numerous video chats together, and Charlotte's been working, so like she's yeah. not actually had a chance to join the chat. She's been, you know, fighting the good fight and all that. Fight I mean, we've, we've all, you know, we've <laughs> all been wearing, but in, smashing in glasses of... <laughs> and steaming up my spectacles whilst opening the glass washer. So yeah. No. In terms of that, I think the thing is like every day, <laughs> like our jobs, we can be on those group chats. Like your yeah. your job, you, you know, you can. That's, so it's not to take not, away from anyone else's that's not, job. That's not something that I I am, um, you know. I'm not upset about the fact that I work weekends because that is the well, you know, today is obviously a different kind of different kind of work jaunt. Yeah. But um, no, I'm not upset about that because uh, it's a job that I chose, yeah. and it's a job it's a job in an industry that I care about and and that I love. And everyone in everyone in our company and everyone like everyone else I know in the beer industry feels the same way. It's like you know, brewing brewing is. As, as a non-brewer myself it's not easy it's not an easy job working in the craft beer industry it's not it's a it's an insanely competitive market to work in and it's difficult and especially in the last 18 months the amount of chops and changes that are thrown at you consistently to adapt more than you ever would have expected you'd need to it's and more quickly as well it's not easy people don't do it because it's you know like a lot of the time there's an outside perception that oh all you do is sit around and talk about tattoos and get drunk and I'm like okay like sure we do do that a lot but um (laughs) (laughs) yes it happens it happens (laughs) but um but no it's it people don't get into it for an easy ride along any like anyone who thinks that it's a complete misconception because people get into it because they want to they want to add to what is a really really vibrant thriving industry and be part of it and it's not easy but it's so so worth it but i think the thing is is like is it i think that community that we've managed to build so like you know like pub shut shut down and that is like that's it you're not going out that's that Mm -hmm. and then it's like we had these zoom chats but then it goes kind of i think it almost goes beyond like virtual pub zoom chats because the like it, it, it begs that question of like you know what is a pub like for me a pub isn't just a place that you go to it's not just an online zoom chat it's it's now become in a digital age to be fair we live in a digital age now it's now become facebook groups discord channels like would you say that the side chat that we had on the discord page for the international women's day is any less of a pub experience where it's not the same. You can't repli- I don't think you could ever replicate it one to one of like you know the banter in the background yeah. and all that stuff. Like trains you're not going to get over. that's yeah. the trains going over, over as you've so. just heard. People watching you know, like the that person aspect. who walks past wearing a really really cool t-shirt slogan and you think oh my god I oh, really want to so ask cool. where they got it. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. you know, or you what are they drinking? What are they eating? Like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff yeah. that you can't necessarily you can't replicate. replicate. In a, However, in a sense, no. the conversations that you have, it's not just limited even to Zoom chats. It's you know I've had those connections made in women's pint club on the facebook page on the zoom chats on the side discord chats that we've had on instagram one of so i know for a fact that both of you guys have done a virtual pub experience in some capacity mm-hmm. outside of well either inside or outside women's pint club but um i guess i know for a fact like you've done we've done the i think i went on one hoppy place with you yeah one or two and and yeah one or two and there was some well. there was some tastings yeah. there was some um quizzes that happened that we all did then we had the women's pine club um were there any other ones that you guys knew about like before covid did you guys have any experience with virtual pub sessions before or kind of since lockdown was yeah i'm not gonna lie it's it's not been something that uh that i had seen much of 
prior to COVID. Like, for example, if there was, um, say, uh, a big beer launch by a brewery. Say, like, for example, if a brewery like Omnipolo, whose beers are, you know, really popular, and, like, they did a live tasting, like, from the church of Omnipolo. Um, they did that post-COVID. Um, and they actually had, like, a chat with, like, you know, they had a chat with the team, the people involved, da da da, da all of that. Um, I mean, there have been times prior to COVID that I've seen like a big beer released by, say, a brewery the size of an Apollo uh, that you know gets released at the same time, uh, a load of different bars, and there might maybe be like a ten-minute live on Instagram or something like that, but nothing like there was never really an organised uh, live stream or not not that I had seen anyway with like you know never really an organised live stream with a chat function or with like you know. Q&A or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were never any really like virtual meet the brewers or tasting sessions or anything like that because because yeah. people could you know you could go there can't yeah you, you go you to the pub get a brewery <laughs> tour you can yeah. have a chat you can taste the beer yeah you can go yeah. in the tap room. So, I think I, I do think that maybe this will this will force a lot of uh, to force a lot of breweries to be more. Uh, uh, thoughtful in the way that they market their events so not only in making it available to people who can queue for two hours outside and pay a load of money to be there on site but additionally for people who maybe just want to buy the beers to take home and you know participate online like I think there is a, an issue to that as well you know just some people you know can't uh, afford to go out or maybe they can't afford to get childcare or you know whatever like they can't be going out to you know get in public transport you know halfway across London or whatever to go to a, to go to a bar event they can't you know whatever like it's ruling you know in all honesty like it is much safer to do these things virtually like especially you know that there are so many concerns about when, the, when there's alcohol involved and people you know you, know, you might you might you might lose some of your uh, lose some of your well lose some of your belongings <laughs> no, but you, like, you, know, you, you lose your inhibitions or you lose the inability perhaps to think clearly and it means that it might make it uh, it, well, it will make it less safe for you to get yourself home and take care of yourself and yeah. things like that might be at risk of other people who might you know who might you know, mistreat you use your public transport thing but like these are all very real concerns of people especially lone travellers especially women who yes. uh, go to events go to tap takeovers and festivals and things like that um, so for that sense, I think virtual events are a fantastic idea. And if they die out after COVID, like after like this, like if like in two years time, when this, it, you know, I mean, I'm going to touch wood right now. If in two years time, when this genuinely is like behind us, yeah. if virtual events have died down, I'll be really disappointed because yeah. it's not always an option. So if there's a brewery in, you know, bloody York, yeah. I can't easily well, or affordably it. get a train yeah. to York yeah. to go to yeah. this event. Well, I think like, that's it. A virtu- and, you know, if there's a virtual thing, yeah. I will absolutely buy the beer that's what to deliver to my yeah. house. It's, it's beyond, like, beyond the idea of I want to do it because of the you know safety aspects or anything else like that. Like people nowadays are just you just don't have time. Yeah. Everyone works so hard and so yeah. such long hours. It's just you just don't have time. And I think that's the thing. It's like we've discussed with our we discussed with other people when we recorded other episodes and on our um, brew dog collab festival, all that stuff. Yeah. We were like, you know what? The digital events are really well for, for us when we work nine to five, Monday to Friday, and something's being held at seven o'clock on a Thursday. And yeah. it's like, I yeah. feasibly yeah, no cannot get there, 
you know, without taking back. time yeah. off work and yeah. get back, and then I've got to get up the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. If I could just do it from my house, yeah. like to me, that is. It just removes the so many of so the problems. It yeah. removes yeah. barriers, mm. and that's that's going to be more. It breaks. It breaks yeah. rules yeah. completely. Like, so I think integrating in person and virtual events is it needs to be the way forward. I think I think it should be a given now that uh, not only are events physically accessible, but also they're accessible for people who just can't make it to you, so that people don't feel like so that people don't feel like they're missing out by not being able to, you know, go to a random location at the drop of a hat and spend a lot of money before they even get to the event. You know, to spend sixty pounds on a train ticket and a you know travel lodge and blah blah blah. And I think that, you know, and that's even before you get to the event and the event ticket prices itself. I think that, I think that if anyone wants to be fully inclusive, they need to, they need to consider the, the fact that... Well, social anxieties as well, that's the thing, yeah. social anxieties. Yeah. Not everybody Some people are very socially anxiety yeah. and they're like... Or, or, or you go, oh, I don't really have friends that like beer, yeah, so therefore I'm afraid to go. go to a place by themselves, and that's completely and that's reasonable. It, I don't have friends that like craft beer, therefore I'm a bit more anxious. Like, totally yeah. get that. And it's completely reasonable and completely valid, and I think I think that's something we should pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> so last thoughts. This is literally the last question of all the questions, right? If you had to pick one event, physical or digital, digital. <laughs> Which one would it be and why? Round Robin. Lou. You could only go, like, if you had to pick an event, physical event or digital event. To cheat. You can say both, but you have to justify why you would say both. And it has to be a good justification. Well, my, my, my thing, especially as an events person, as someone who organises them and also someone who visits them, is I would say I, I always prefer going to a physical event. I yep. always do. I always prefer to going, going to something in person. Why? Because I love face-to-face interactions with people. Fair. And also I love people watching. Fair. I love being able to... like I find that it's easier to uh, bounce off with another person and... You know, read the room a bit easier when you're literally sat across from someone, as opposed to when you're over Zoom. But in that physical event, I would always want there to be an option for a virtual something. So a lot of events, say, have a meet the brewer attached, like I said, or you know, like a brewery tour attached, and I would want there to be a live virtual option, like a live stream of a brewery tour or a live stream of a meet the brewer uh, with a Q and A or something for people who be able to attend. Because I, I, I do think these things, like, I'm, like. Obviously, I personally can't go back. I, I can't wait to go back to things in person. I can't wait to go back to beer festivals. But I cannot, like, I, 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 I if it was at the cost of cut, or like, if you had to do one, like, it's gonna, you're gonna cut all physical events or all digital events. Oh my god, why are you doing this? You originally oh, said we yeah. do both. But I just god, said, Tori. I just said you could say both, but you have to justify why. What you? What I could say? They could cut both. I don't want them to cut. Them. No, no, no. You could keep both, but like, why would you want them to keep? Because both? I don't think it would be fair to anyone to exclude one or the other. That's I'm my truth. That's my truth. I'm like, I don't think it would be fair. To I am like Thanos. No, one has to go. <laughs> I don't think it'd be fair to anyone to exclude one or the other. I think that I think that both can coexist, and all it requires is. I think most of the medium-sized and small breweries and companies. 
are aware of this and are already putting together yeah. things that are virtual yeah. tastings, Q&As, live chats and so on. And I think it's some of the bigger festival companies perhaps that need to get on board with the fact that both of them coexist. Like, or bigger like event companies and so on. They just don't get They, they just. Get it I, think, I think there is uh, a lack of understanding for the fact that there is a huge market in virtual events. Like I'm not being funny, as I said, like prior to COVID, if someone had said, hey, there's a live Q&A for On the Polo, where the hell am I going to get over to Sweden? I can't go over there on a whim. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if someone said there's a virtual tasting with On the Polo and it's like, oh, here's the box, it'll cost you 40 quid and there's a live Q&A, I'd be like, cool, count me in. Like, and I think there is a huge market there for people who just cannot get to somewhere for whatever reason. And I think that 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 is something that should be looked into. If you would like to know more about the Women on Tap Festival, connect with Tori and Joe, or listen to more episodes of The Woman's Brew, check out the show notes for links. And thank you to all the women who made this podcast possible.